The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. So today we're going to be talking about gatekeeping. Yeah, gatekeeping is a subject that happens in all cultures, and it's 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 not normal, and it's usually <laughs> considered a dick move. <laughs> to, yeah. to be honest with you, but what I'm more interested in today specifically, because realistically speaking, I'm the one who brought this this subject up to Lindsay, but I'm more realistically wanting to kind of define the gray area of gatekeeping because mm. I feel like a lot of people either don't know the definition or they know it and they use it incorrectly to morally high ground people or pigeonhole them into making them a bad person. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like a, like an argument stopper. Like yeah. As like, in like saying, well, you're this, so therefore... Therefore, whatever you say is null and void to my point. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, I don't I don't really like that. Oh, you don't like it? Yeah, I don't know. It just seems a little bit off from like what the cultural standard is. That's gatekeeping. I don't know if that's gatekeeping. Or if that's just like my opinion and you didn't agree with it. Hmm. And you're using gatekeeping to moral high ground me. Which, by the way, I would like to say moral high grounding someone on an opinion that's not definitionarily like actually gatekeeping is just bullying someone. <laughs> it's just bullying with extra steps. You know what I mean? Okay, so so how how would you define like gatekeeping? Well, just so we have like a, a working definition. Well, I, okay, so I agree with that. But let's firstly talk about the actual definition of gatekeeping. Yes, yes, that's what I'm. The, yeah. Yeah. So then we can go into like what the context is because mm. the context usually matters far more than the actual definition but just for those of you who don't have experience with actual gatekeeping i just want to bring it up real quick okay so we google gatekeeping and gatekeeping the first definition is the activity of controlling and usually limiting general access to something this usually is in reference to cultures or a certain stratosphere of people or a group. So like a good example of gatekeeping I think is like I like to skateboard. Personally, I can skateboard. Mm -hmm. I don't consider myself a skater though. It's because in skater culture, there's a certain level of skill or at least maneuverability you need with your board in order to be considered like a skater. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So when I go up to other people and they go, oh, you skate? I always preface it with like, oh, I skate, but I just ride. I'm not a skater. Mm. I'm not part of that culture because I have a skateboard. Yeah. Now, if someone came up to me and said like, oh, you're not a real skater until you can X, Y, Z, that's considered gatekeeping because then you're null and voiding someone's cultural standard based on your own perception. So gatekeeping essentially is when someone takes it upon themselves to set a standard within a group that usually they're part of so that it keeps out other people. They actively put this invisible gate in front of it and say, you're not part of this group because you haven't done this or gone through this experience yet. That is the standard for gatekeeping. A very common one, which if you're in game culture, you probably have experienced is, oh, you're a girl? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, and you probably have experience with that on some level. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, well, real, you know, girls aren't real gamers. Not and, really. Yeah. Have you done the 360 no scope teabag on your mom's grave? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, admittedly, I have no uh, idea what You're not a gamer if oh, you ain't never 360 no scope on somebody's mama's grave. <laughs> Oh my god. And like that's actively gatekeeping. That that's saying like you cannot be part of this title or this culture.
culture because you have basically set the standard of well you haven't done this. Yeah. So let's let's bring it let's bring it into ceramics since we are oh, God. a ceramics podcast. Yeah. Yeah, gatekeeping within ceramics, there's a lot of different layers there. Like the first one that I tend to think of is like the stereotype of using porcelain. What's kind of interesting is that when you and I did the episode on uh, on different kinds of clays, yes. somebody pointed out that like we were kind of shitting on low fire clays. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, oh, you know, that's 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 fair. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So but so I feel like at least when I think about gatekeeping, I don't think you have to actually restrict strict the access because like if gatekeeping is about excluding someone from a community Mm -hmm. i don't think you have to actually stop someone from accessing the community to be engaged in gatekeeping does that make sense no well that that makes sense but now we're moving into contextual territory okay you're right so like definition territory is when someone actively tries to tell you you're not a real ceramicist because you use low fire clay (laughs) that is definitionarily gatekeeping yeah right but like just being like eh low fire kind of sucks that's just like your opinion, man. But contextually, if you if you're trying to keep people down in the clay community because they use low fire clay, that goes into like gatekeeping territory, where you're actively keeping them in a lower level, or you're trying to based on your opinion and not letting them like you're not giving them the same title and benefits that would come with like like capital A art versus lower case. Yeah, a. you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. I don't, I don't know though, because it's like I kind of feel like even. Well, okay. If you're saying I, I personally don't really like low fire clay. Yeah. That's kind of that's that's one thing. But it's interesting to think about like what that means in terms of like oh I don't like low fire clay. Be- yeah. What's the reason behind that? Is it is it because it doesn't have the same prestige as like a high fire clay or right. like a yes you know and or or is it that just that like oh I've worked with low fire clay and I don't like it as much or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's let's take an example here. Right. You and I have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of whether you work with low fire clay or not. Yeah. We have a conversation. At least to that point. And I go, yeah, I'm not really into low fire clay that much. I like high fire and mid range better. It's usually stronger. Would your reaction be, oh, that's gatekeeping? No. Okay. That seems to me like an opinion. Yeah. Based on usually experience. Yes. I bring this example up because this is a conversation I had in my Instagram DMs a while back where I had made the statement and th- this, I think this is treading more so on the side of gatekeeping, uh-huh. to be fair, than what we've been talking about. I had made the statement, I don't consider mass-produced slipcast craft as handmade as handmade craft. And this person, like, blew up on me. Yeah. And she was like, that's gatekeeping. And I kind of explained it in the way of saying, well, for me, it's a scale, and I don't put a gate on the scale. I just have kind of an opinion with the scale. Where, like, all the way on the right-hand side is handcrafted ceramic artwork. Where, like, this person makes their own clay, this person makes their own glaze, this person makes their own forms, they trim their own bodies, they put their, their, own, their own handles on. Like, they don't use any cast at, at all, right? And that's, for me, that's, like... Every single process you had control over, you touched with your hand, that is by definition, handcraft. Yeah. But all the way at the bottom of the scale is like Walmart or Target, where a machine did most of that work, where like it's slip casted by a machine, it's probably low fire clay, it's probably not very strong, it chips very easily, it's colored by a machine, it's sanded down by a machine, it's packed by a machine, delivered by a machine, and it goes on the shelf, mm. right? And Well, it is also delivered by people, and even Becca in, in the episode of uh, the interview that we did with Wheel Talk, yeah. talks about how a surprising amount of that work is actually still 
made by hand. But yes. I get what you're saying. I'm you're, just, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just adding a little more. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, yeah, you yeah. should. Yeah, you should. And to that extent, that's not me trying to gatekeep. That's just me going, well, by definition, that just seems less handcrafted than does like the other side of the scale. So for example, my convictions don't change when I'm the variable that comes into that equation. So the argument that I just sat down right now about the handcrafted and mm -hmm. the scale, someone could come up to me then and go, so your stuff is less handcrafted than the person that makes their own clay because you don't make their own clay. Yeah. I won't backtrack. I will just say, yes, that is true. Yeah. Like my convictions don't change just because I'm part of the equation, right? And that's, that was essentially the conversation I had with this person. Mm -hmm. Can we can we talk about what, what started that conversation? Because I remember when you were- It was a meme. It was a meme, <laughs> yes. So I want to, but I want to hear yeah. about this because yeah. the idea of maybe gatekeeping yes. using something like a meme is really interesting because mm. I think for what the meme was, I could kind of see their point of view, but the meme itself though was the Sailor Moon. Oh, it was like tuxedo mask and like handcrafters producing massive work being like, I've made handcrafted work. And Sailor Moon was like, but you didn't do anything. And he's like, my work is done. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he like flaps his yeah. and runs well, away. And she was pissed, she yeah. was pissed. Well, cause it said like slip casters, right? Yeah, it was it was like slipcasters saying they make handcrafted artwork and it's like my work is done and I I think that was the entire meme. It was literally like seven words. Yeah. Yeah. And I also just as a quick thing, don't be getting mad over memes, really. Like, uh. They're little, you know what I mean? But once she once she came into my DMs, I clarified myself and to a certain extent she did agree with me, but I think what really happened is she had a perception of what I meant by the meme. And at the end of the conversation, I was like, well, it's really difficult for me to put my entire conversational talking points in a meme with seven words. Yeah. So, like, I'm glad you talked to me, but you still seem very angry. And I'll, I'll end my little rant here by saying, like, at the end of it, she pulled a little bit of, bit of a Karen on me. She goes, well, I just want to be careful about the people that I send my students to. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's like the teacher version of going, I won't be sending <laughs> any of my <laughs> friends to your store anymore. Mm. And I was like, that's okay, that's fine. Yeah. I hope if your students come to the same conclusion as me that you don't run up in their DMs and yell at them. Mm. I think what is difficult and part of the reason why this is complicated is that I, yeah. I think like that is the trouble with things like memes is that things do get lost in trans translation. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes it doubly complicated is that when you say something like slipcaster, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of can have two meanings. It can mean, it's like somebody who does use slip casting, but they're producing at a small level. We're talking like yeah. folks like Hammerly Ceramics, yeah. where he uses slip cast, but he's not he's not mass producing at that level of like what you brought up earlier, like where it's Walmart. like giant factories in, in like in other countries, you know? Yes. But that one word, slip caster, could denote those two different people. And depending on who's reading that, they could kind of see that in two different ways. Oh, so it's that's like a what, personal attack even. Yeah, yeah. Know. I mean, cause I mean, cause yeah. also cause you, you know, especially you have talked about before how, you know, even yeah. for your Dirty Potters challenge, you almost didn't include slip casting. Yeah. Because, and those were, that slip casting by small individuals. That's so, fair. That's very fair. Even within the, within the, like the field of slip casting, there is a scale as well. And I, th I think that's kind of, to your point. Yeah. Where it's like, well, I could slip cast like just my own shapes and my, which by the way, I'd like to lay down here. 
I have no actual problem with slip casting other than people who take shapes that are not theirs and then sell them as their own work. Like that for me is just stealing with extra steps. Yeah. Like if you bought a mug from Lindsay, slip cast it and then said it was yours, I would have a massive issue with that. Yeah. But yeah. like, as you named earlier Hammerly, I assume he makes his own shapes. Yeah, he does. I have no issue with that. I don't think badly about that at all. That being said, I would still consider if he made those shapes himself by hand on a wheel every time, I would still consider that by definition more handcrafted than his mass production work. Does that mean I'm gatekeeping him? No, not at all. It's just my opinion. Uh, it's my preference for like what I would consider handmade work and what I like personally in my own artistic style. Am I trying to exclude him from the community? No, not at all. It's legit just an opinion. Like that's mm -hmm. just... You know, well, like, you can. Well, you can have. I think you can have an opinion and still be perpetuating stereotypes that reinforce gatekeeping. You can have the opinion that, like, oh, like women don't play the same kind of games that I like, and so there, so like, there's too many fake gamer girls. Well, I've I've married all of them. So. You have, yes. But but what I'm saying is that like saying that something is just an opinion doesn't mean that you're. No, not, you're right. Yeah. Because people use that a lot, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right on that factor. Because, like, people could say anything is just an opinion and it can yeah. be a slippery slope. Exactly. Especially yeah. with something that... You suck. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> just an opinion, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just I, my yeah. opinion, you suck, bro. Especially with something like memes where there isn't that... You don't have the space for that context. And, of course, that, you know, you could broaden that out to that's what's difficult about humor in general is that when you that's make true. a joke, you know, it's difficult to... Yeah. give the entire context behind something but again that's like why like i tend to lean way more towards the side of not i i am very hesitant with those kind of things maybe to a fault you could argue maybe i'm being too guarded but like mm -hmm. i would i i really don't want people to like misinterpret what i'm saying so i as much as i can yeah. when i make jokes yeah i tend to make them on the safer side or i make them self-deprecating I guess. Is yeah, because you can make fun of yourself. Yeah, be like, I am such a pervert that I just, you know. <laughs> yeah, me too, though. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I, th I think you're right to a degree, but I think the, I think going forward the issue mm. is once you see a meme and you assume something negative based off context, understanding that a meme cannot encapsulate or rather should not encapsulate <laughs> the entirety of an argument about the way somebody feels, is just you're just kind of assuming at that point. What's the, what's that thing? What's that thing that? Uh, oh, ass out of you and me. Yeah, that yeah. my boss says all the time. Like, and you know what they say about assuming. And what generally happened to me is basically like someone assumed my intent off of a meme, got very angry at me, mm. <laughs> got in my DMs, and then once I explained myself, like, yeah, they didn't have any. I was like, well, you know. It's for me, I, I literally explained everything I just said now. It was a scale mm -hmm. for me, by definition, handcraft starts here, it's here. I think I made the example of if you consider Walmart wear just as handcraft as somebody who like makes their own shapes, clays, glaze, and like trims their stuff, then I guess Walmart is your new art gallery now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And she like didn't like that, I guess. But once I thoroughly explained myself, because it wasn't a meme with seven words, I would have much preferred if she was just like, oh, okay, so you didn't mean any, like, you weren't trying to gatekeep or didn't mean any malintent. My bad, I misunderstood. I assumed a lot of intent based on your meme. And I would have been like, it's all good. Want to talk about Star Trek? Or some shit like that. <laughs> but instead, it was just like straight hate while I was trying to like overly explain myself. And I just wanted to lay it down here. Like, I don't think what I was doing was gatekeeping. Not only by definition, but by intent and context. I was just like, I just don't like slipcasting that much. One day I might slipcast. Yeah. And 
if I ever do Slipcast, you could run up to me and be like, your stuff is now less handcrafted than your stuff used to be. And I would agree with you. Yeah. Because that's how the definition works. Because that's literally what I think. And the variables don't, like, the situation doesn't change just because I'm part of the variables now, you know? Yeah. Like, the rules don't change just because I'm in it now. Like, if they stay the same, I ain't special. But that that's all I wanted to lay down. And I think we can come up with a lot of other examples of gatekeeping. Like, real gatekeeping. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, oh, man. Okay, so so I will I will. Not that I'm trying say, to gatekeep oh, the yeah. definition no, of gatekeeping. No, no, no. <laughs> based on saying real gatekeeping. Definitely, definitely not. No, definitely not. Um, especially because, again, like, with slip casting, like, again, I don't have a lot of experience with it, but I did intern with someone who's, that's, like, what she did. Yeah. And, you know, it, slip casting is really complicated. Honestly, like, yeah. I, I had a much more judgmental view about, like, oh, slip casting, that's easy. Like, no, making the cast is hard. Well, yeah, well, even even making, like, the, the object itself out of the, the out of slip yeah. is hard. Yeah. Like, getting it out of the mold. Like, there, there are so many technical aspects. And the, this is even me looking from the outside. There are yeah. so many technical aspects of slip casting yeah. that... Like, I think you could still argue whether or not slip casting is less handmade than other forms because the number of technical things that come up with slip casting, I would say probably parallels like wheel throwing or hand building work. They're different. They're different yeah. technical issues. I would agree but, with like, you on that. But like, it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely agree with you on that point because they're like different skill sets. Yeah. One of them is just less hands on. And not hands-on as in, like, as much work to do by yourself, but literally touching the clay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. By, hand, by definition of handcraft, you know what I mean? Versus, like, because I've made one slip cast in my life, and I hated it. I hated it so much. <laughs> and, like, I just didn't like it. Like, I ended up just leaving it at the old studio. Because <laughs> I was like... I don't like this. I've just kind of pigeonholed myself into making the same shape for the rest of my life. I want to express myself in different ways, which means I have to make a whole nother slip cast, which I don't want to do. Cause that's still more work. Unless I'm going to mass produce this, which I don't want to do. Cause I want to make different, you know, like I want to express myself. And yeah. It cuts off one of the avenues to express myself just for form alone, not color, not trim, just form. Cause mm. like I'm pigeonholing myself into one form for a long amount of time and I don't want to. That's just my personal take on it for like how I like to express myself in my artwork. I had a question for you. Yeah. Well, I I have one that's gonna blow your mind. Like, <laughs> okay, what's up? Do, you, that? do you know what a jig is? Yeah, it's like, it just if, if I'm getting this correctly, yes. a jig is basically where you have like a, some form of like mold or something like that. And there's basically like an arm that comes down and it presses the clay into that form. Y yes. Yeah. You don't have to throw it. It's it's actually barely even slip cast, to be honest with you. It's, it's yeah, because it's not, it's, it's like you're using hard like like clay, not slip. Yeah. You're using yes. literal clay. Yeah. So it looks like a, it looks kind of like a big old uh, what's those things you cut English people's heads off with? Oh my god, <laughs> a guillotine? Yeah, it looks like a it's guillotine. That's what you cut the French people's heads off with. Oh no. At least in the revolution. Well, to be fair, you cut anybody's head off with it. <laughs> if I'm being realistic. True. True. But like. It looks like one of those, but it's a lot softer. It's not really a blade, yeah. per se. Yeah. And there's a mold at the bottom of it, and you put the clay in the mold, and then you push it down, and it forces that clay into that mold. Yeah. I would love to hear what some of the listeners think about that as far as handcrafted work. Because to me, just personally to me, that's a little bit lower down the scale. Because that's an actual piece of machinery with making slip cast work. Usually you have to make your own cast. Mm. You have to make your own shape. 
There's a lot of skill with it. And then you have to like get these like crank belts and rubber bands and put it on there to make sure it's there. You have to make sure you dry it very slowly. It's a whole process. But like with a jig, you just like put the clay in there and turn the handle down. Uh, I actually- And then you call it a day. I actually have some pushback on that because- Do it! So a couple of friends of ours that yes. we know, Alejandra yes. and Luis from Echeri Ceramics, mm -hmm. they use jigs in some of their work. I would love to hear their viewpoints on it in this discussion. Yeah. From what I heard from them when, when they were talking to me about it at least a little bit is that it was really really hard is it yeah i've like, never done like it. So like once you have it set up it flows more smoothly but learning how to use it getting like the shapes right getting things to fit but yeah from what i remember them talking about it was a, a really challenging process to get that together and i think what this is making me think of is like I don't know if judging is quite the right word, but like yeah. saying like, oh, like I like I used to think that slip casting was way easier until I actually did. No, it's like, super. It's some, actually super some hard. Slip casting, yeah. yeah. So, so I think it's it's just it's like that reminder that you know, unless you've experienced it, it's like when to pass judgment versus when to be like, okay, like I have an opinion about this thing and I had a preconceived idea, but mm. still remaining open to like being convinced otherwise. You see, and not like shitting on the that other thing in the meantime. That's very that's very fair. <laughs> And I've never used a jig. To be fair, it's not, that's not the full name of it, but the full name of it sounds really weird to me and I don't want to say it. But like, I've never used a jig, so I have no idea. Mm. But it would be very strange to me if he came in and he was like, oh yeah, no, that's just production wear. And I'd be like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> no. I gave you space. <laughs> well, I mean, well, why is production wear a pejorative? Like, why is that bad? I don't think it is. I think I would just like to kind of give it a name. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I don't think it's a positive or a negative. It's kind of like light and dark. They're they're different. The difference doesn't really matter. Y yeah. And I don't know if that makes sense. I it's, think I kind of get what you it's mean. It's a quote I heard from a video game where, like, people immediately think dark is bad and light is good. Oh. But when you get far enough in the game, people are like, no, 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 dark and light are both valuable. They're, they both have their own sides. They are definitely different, though. And mm. you should, you should kind of define those differences. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Because to some, because, like... I don't really think about gatekeeping that much. Well, okay, that's, a, that's actually, to. that's a lie. I don't think about gatekeeping in like my personal life that much. I think I more think about gatekeeping when it comes to like capital A versus lower K art world. Oh, that's another discussion as well. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's hard though. Cause it's, cause part of me is like, part of me doesn't want to like sit here and just be like, oh, the, all the fucking gatekeeping fucking haters. Eating like, your caviar. They're, they're just like, they're keeping us down, man. Sniffing your own farts. Oh my you gosh. Fuck the man, man. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't want to, I, I don't, I don't, I never want to give the impression that like, oh, I'm not further along in life because somebody else is gatekeeping me. Yeah. But then like that makes me think about like, okay, but then I don't want to. There are some things. Yeah, yeah, because it's like when I think about sexism, sexism is very real. Oh, sexism is real. very real in the ceramic art world. Yeah. Like when you, like, in, well, in the art world in general. So it's like, it's hard to talk about gatekeeping, not wanting to sound like a bitter asshole, but also wanting to recognize the realities of the power dynamics that influence our world. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And that's, I think that's why I tried to like, keep it to like, just the definition more so of gatekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm yeah, you're fine. I'm like, no, well, because, you, you, because you could go into like race and gender and things like that. But like that, that would be a conversation that's like way above. I just, that, kinda, that's like when, when, when you and I like get, we make it like a night podcast and we're like, all right, we got our brandy. Yeah. We have our, you know, little, little ginger snap <laughs> cookies and we're gonna, 
We're just gonna sit We're here. We're just gonna sit and talk about deep issues. Yeah, the whole the whole podcast is like, welcome to the night peddlers. Oh my god, the night peddlers! Welcome to the That's night. That's your fucking I'm sorry, I'm like getting really loud. Welcome to the night peddlers. Uh <laughs> Your daddy's got a flag that ain't got enough stars on it. Oh my god. Oh boy. And that's a problem. Oh boy. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love he would love that. Anyway, it's just I'm me and that. smooth voice the whole time. Oh my god. Lindsay's like, yeah. She's in the background snapping. Oh yeah. I Word. That would feel a little appropriationally, because I'm too white for that shit, Dante. Oh, I forgot, my bad. <laughs> you forgot. Oh, is that, is that so? I forget a lot. I'm sorry. sorry. I forget what I look like. And then, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to open up that conversation, and hopefully you, you pe- people who are listening can have that conversation with, like, other people yeah. within your own group as well. And maybe, like, if you're a teacher, please have this conversation with your students. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, why do you feel like gatekeeping, gatekeeping is important? I, feel I mean, like, well, not like, I mean, well, why do you feel like discussing gatekeeping is important? I feel, maybe. I feel like discussing gatekeeping is important because, number one, it's very easy, especially with social media and, like, news media and things of that nature, to try and define by context what a word means so that they can then weaponize it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you could very easily say, I don't like that person, they gatekeep. But instead of just saying that, maybe actually have a discussion about it. Maybe talk about the definition of it, like we are right now. Yeah. Maybe talk about what it means under context and come to an understanding that there's a little more nuance around it. Secondly, just for the importance of respecting another person's culture in general Mm. i don't feel like gatekeeping is a good tool to keep people out of those cultures but i would like to say i feel and i think we talked about this before i feel like it is a little bit disrespectful and disingenuous to try and make yourself a part of a group without respecting their cultures and their viewpoints and at least trying to come from a place of understanding yeah especially like on social media there's people who just like interject themselves into cultures they're what did they call them a long time ago? Posers. There's posers. There's posers. <laughs> posers. Oh posers. my god. Gatekeepers are yeah. trying to keep out posers, and like it's not like gatekeepers or posers are both a good thing at all. But they're essentially at odds with each other. There are definitely people who will try and pose, and like it's disrespectful to the culture and the community that's built around it. And while I feel like gatekeepers do try to like keep out posers to a certain extent, it's I think they're both horrible tools to weaponize against people who just want to enjoy something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that you could just sit down and have a discussion about the definition of gatekeeping, give some examples, and maybe like be productive instead of just fucking blocking people. (laughs) I get so heated when I feel like I try and come across the aisle and like, you know, stretch out my hand. Like, we have a discussion about it. And someone's like, no, fuck you. I already decided you're the bad guy. And I'm like, all right, right, cool. Thanks for being a productive human being. That would be really hard. It sucks when you, you, when you try and put in emotional work to, to help, like you're saying, build a bridge with somebody yeah. who is starting out from a dis- different position than you. Like when you're putting in the emotional work and then that's yeah. not reciprocated, like that's, that'd be really hard. And honestly, it seems like you've dealt with that a lot. Dude, it's like one a week yeah. where I'll say something in my stories and somebody will just assume the entire context of what I mean by that one sentence. And then they'll come my DMs and I'll usually, instead of just being like, oh, fuck off, bro. Usually I'll be like, well, let's actually talk about it. But if in your mind you have already decided I'm the bad guy without any further explanation, then why why are you talking to me? Like, mm-hmm. just unsub, bro. Just like, turn off notifications. But if you agree with me, 
turn on notifications. <laughs> That's it. I'm done spitting. I'm sorry. This was a Dante heavy episode. No, dude, you're you're good. I'm. I, I, it, it was something that you had brought up a few times, and so I'm 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 I glad that you deeply know. Deeply apologize. No, dude. Seriously, seriously, don't because like. Sui I think, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I really like what you said about, you know, you know, posers and gatekeepers being on two sides of the same coin, but the whole thing is just people trying to enjoy something. It's a worthless coin. It has very little value, yeah. is my point. Specifically what I liked is that yeah. you were saying like, the core of the thing is people wanting to enjoy something. Like people yeah. wanting to enjoy ceramics, people wanting to enjoy such and such. So it's kind of like, I don't want to put that much energy towards thinking about like gatekeeping other than making sure that I like, I guess I'm not like doing it, but yeah. Um, I also because again, cause it's like, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't want to either. Like yeah. I'm conscious. I mean, okay. So here's something interesting I'm observing as I'm hearing myself talk yes. is that I'm saying, I don't want to like, I don't want to put that much energy towards thinking about it, but I'm actually can, I can think of many different instances where I actually do think about it. Like, of course, yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know, so it's interesting, because it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Well, I'm, I mean- I'm I, aghast. I have no <laughs> words. Well, I think I think my final point is that, like, I don't like posing and I don't like gatekeeping either. I feel like one's disingenuous and I feel like one of them is just trying to, like, high ground you so that you can't come into the community or you're not seen as a legitimate part of the community. But I will say, on the other side, like, if that was a coin, the dollar bill I'm about to give you is- <laughs> I feel like you still do have to try to understand, respect, and take your time when you're trying to enjoy or get into a certain culture or subgenre of culture. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. sit, listen, absorb. Don't just like force yourself into that culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, take your time. It's a bit disrespectful to certain cultures and circles. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just, I just want you to be careful out there. Yeah, you know nuance, I mean? man. It's all nuance. <laughs> it, it is all nuance. I think one example that you might be a little more familiar with, and I've definitely come into contact with, is like mm. anime, uh -huh. where like you'll watch a certain subgenre. Like I love, I love, uh, I think they're called isekais, like the hero's journey. Oh, yeah. I love them so much. Wait, is isekai? Isekais? Isekai is when it's like people who are transported into another world. Okay. Like, at least that's my understanding. No, you're right. Isekai I'm is. using the wrong terminology. I apologize. But like, no. uh, sorry. <laughs> Get gate kept on. Get gate kept Dante. You don't know the terms? Not a real oh anime watcher. God. Garbage. Oh God. No, like I I love the hero's journey yeah. and I also love Isekai's, mm -hmm. right? But I have this guy at work who's just like, oh my god, garbage. What? Yeah, he hates Isekai's. Oh my god. He hates them. And I'm like, dude, I just like anime. He's like, do you though? And I'm oh like, that's a little gatekeeping. Oh but God. I think we all have experiences of like, your subgenre of the culture isn't as valid as mine. No. And I'm sure you've had experience with it too. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's interesting. It really, it reminds me of a conversation that I actually had with a, a friend of mine years ago. This was like in college. The context of the conversation was talking about how certain genres of geekiness are like gendered. So looking at Harry Potter or like mobile games or like, Farmville or whatever those games were yeah. like looking at that as like not being geeky enough or being like a very feminine version of geeky yeah. versus like first-person shooters and like like I will, I, say? I will say again they're different but again the difference doesn't matter yeah like, yeah and so I think that's that's something that I personally have like looked at and like faced more because especially since I'm a woman making geeky shit that I sell at conventions of course there's always I always have this fear that people aren't gonna think that I'm like a legitimate part of the community I'll eat those people yeah <laughs> Eat him, Dante! Eat him! You're not no, a real but... nerd. Bitch, I craft nerd things! 
But that's the thing is that like, like people will make references to shit that I don't understand because I haven't experienced that fandom. You are not and omnipresent. So, you can't be experiencing I know, everything. But, but that's what's hard is that like, I can feel bad for not being God. Oh what? my God. I know. But like, but that's, that's part of what is, that's part of what can be challenging though too, is that like, especially like, and you know, both of us, like as professionals who have a lot of shit on our plate. Yeah, true. Like, yeah. you know, it, it really is hard to keep up with all of the things in our like nerdiness. And so it's just, I don't know, it's interesting. I mean, again, I try not to worry about it as much anymore because I'm like, all right, this is literally my living. Yeah. I think I'm okay now. Like I play D and D like yeah. we're good, you know? <laughs> yeah, I play D, but like, no, I get it. And I, I, I think that's, that's kind of where I can definitely end it is like just have a conversation. It's, yeah. it's um it's like you were talking about with like the game, the feminized version of games. I do notice that females tend to veer more towards like Mario Kart and Harvest Moon and what's the other one that's Harvest Moon with animals? Uh 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 not Animal Farm. Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing. Okay. I do notice that they tend to play those games more. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean they're not part of the community and I don't matter. I do, as a male, also play first person shooters. I will say again. They're different. The difference doesn't matter. Yeah. And again, it's also interesting. I know I keep broadening this stuff out, but it's like, it's also interesting to think about, okay, who is being marketed those games? How does the culture that those games emerge from reinforce those gender stereotypes right. that lead to people navigating towards certain games? Because honestly, like, unless... I don't know, at least I think about- You might I, love killing people. I might, you never know. And I might like farming. <laughs> you might. But you didn't advertise to us like that. No, so you we didn't. don't know. We don't know. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Mud Peddlers with Lindsay M. Dillon. And Dante of Earth Nation. Want to say hi and see what Dante and I are working on in our studios? Check out the show notes for links to our websites and social media below. You can find me at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com. And on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook at Lindsay M. Dillon. And you can find me at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. But you can also find me on my Facebook fan page and Instagram at the same name at Earth Nation Ceramics. If you enjoyed hanging out with us today or you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, take a second to rate and review The Mud Peddlers in Apple Podcasts. It helps our podcast reach new listeners, and we really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.